Hey folks, quick pre-programming announcement. Thanks for listening in to our setup episodes for the Ether-C. We're playing The Quiet Year, a game by Avery Alder that's all about map making and making wild choices to help build a community. Uh, you can find a link to where you can find and purchase and learn more about the game uh, on the episode description. And uh, also, if you want to follow along visually, we are uploading all the maps uh, at the end of each of these sessions at bit.ly slash maps. And I think you need to capitalize ethersc and maps in order for that link to work, because that's how Bitly works. Uh, we heard some folks say they were having some trouble following along sort of visually. Uh, and if you you know need a little help with that, go to that link. Uh, I also think that if you go to our Twitter page, we will be uh, uploading those maps uh, alongside the episodes there as well. Uh, that's it. Uh, here's the episode. Our final lesson. The weight of history's presence. The importance of our mission was clear from the start. From the very first nail driven into the very first shit ha- First housing in the settlement, we knew that what we were doing would shape the future of civilization itself. However... During those last few weeks above the surface, the gravity of that responsibility became nearly unbearable. We understood, I believe, that future generations would examine our priorities, our work ethic, our decision-making skills, all in excruciating, critical detail. And for good reason. The end, when it came, it caught us by surprise. Projects were left unfinished that could have altered the course of history dramatically. What if we'd had time to bolster our defenses? What if we'd uncovered the fate of the vanguard? How much heartache could we have avoided? I do not know how kind history will be to us, but... Imagine, if you will, those final frigid days. Imagine the backbreaking labor, the uncertainty of our departure, the terror of the storm, and imagine shouldering those burdens, knowing full well that history was watching and judging intently. I will not make excuses. Mistakes were made, but on this subject, I shall remain resolute. Considering the pressures our community faced, it is a wonder that we were able to stand upright, take tools in hand, and get to work at all. And the loom begins to spin. What? The tapestry almost complete. Sit on down, listen in. You are in for a treat. The world is formed around you. Spun into real with just our words. Sit, let us astound you. Uh-huh. It's Ether C and it begins. 
That's great. I, I actually, I am running out of space on my computer. I don't know that I'll have enough for this episode, Juice. So if you can just keep going while I uh, do a little spring cleaning, that would be... Uh... <laughs> sure. Griff's cleaning up his hard drive. Damn, right? A lot of glossy JPEGs oh, heading damn. for the grave. I think my license expired to Daisy Disc. That's okay. All right, we'll figure this out later. Um, all right, let's 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 finish this Renewing thing. Renewing his license to Daisy Disc. <laughs> I'll get as specific as you want. Yeah, Don't please. interrupt his channeling of Harry Chapin here. It's I, clearing it's his cash. Uh, so looking at the map, uh, two things. One, I fucked up Such and had as to. It is. I had to uh, redo the water side of the map. Uh, uh, but it looks uh, hopefully more sort of spatially legible uh, on the land side of the map, or as I call it, the, the fucking the turbo zone, <laughs> the fucking the, cha- the the chaos cube. It's more uh, and more starting to look like just a collection of every doodle ever drawn in a textbook ever. Yeah, I feel like you know what this image is. At the parent-teacher conference, uh-huh. the parents sit down and the teacher doesn't say a word. Just they just bring that. out yeah. this image like, uh, okay, okay, all right. All right. You're you sending it. your we, child to a special school. Right. You know where the failings are, just looking at this. Okay, so uh, to recap the current projects, uh, the biggest baby is nearly finished. One week left in the cradle. Um, we got the dive suit project that uh, Justin started uh, last episode, and the bathysphere uh, in which a comatose uh, Phineas Call and a dead Vanguard arrived along with some water with some cool sort of super oxygenated spirochetes or whatever the fuck. Um, uh, they are researching that. That also has one week left. So we're going we're gonna to finish that and hopefully finish this, uh, this game uh, today. And I'm going to go ahead and flip the next card. Uh, it is Seven of Autumn. Travis, it's your turn. Seven of Autumn. A project just isn't working out as expected. Radically change the nature of this product. Doesn't modify the project die. When it resolves, you'll be responsible for the tel- telling the community how it went. Or something goes afoul and supplies are ruined. Add a new scarcity. Ooh. Huh. I have just outlined the three projects that you could uh, chop and screw, uh, or you could go with the second option there. Okay. The uh, bathysphere project, right, is that meant to study those uh, spirochetes, those little phytoplankton? Phytoplankton. Phytoplankton. Uh Yeah. That's what the project is, right? Studying the phytoplankton? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, That uh, is just not going... Uh, they don't have the technology. They aren't able to like understand this uh, microscopic level. They understand how it works, mm-hmm. but they can't scientifically seem to utilize uh, what the spirochetes' ability is. Phytoplankton. Uh, I'm so sorry. I said spirochetes is like a joke, but now I feel like I've poisoned the well a you little have, bit. It. it is phyto. Uh, it is phytoplankton. They, they they can't seem to scientifically. Uh, capitalize on the phytoplankton. And so the Church of Hominine steps in and offers to magically manipulate it. Oh, okay. So they're saying we, we, we don't know why these weird bugs make this good, this good air, but we sure do like breathing it. Yep. And Hominine's like, the church is like, don't worry, we'll, 
they roll up their sleeves, we'll scare these little bugs into farting out all that good air that we love to breathe down there. Indeed. Uh, okay, uh, I dig it. Let's do, and, and in fact, that's uh, that's great. Uh, Trav, why don't you just go ahead and tell me what happens with that project, because now that countdown clock is done. Um, so they are able to uh, cast Enlarge. They do Enlarge on the uh, phytoplankton. Um, and it multiplies their ability to filter air like tenfold, right? So, uh, big plankton, big it creates, plankton. uh, yeah, it's uh, at this point, like, um, phytoplankton, like the size of like, uh, dolphins, right? And sharks. Fuck off. That's so scary. Yeah, it's very scary. That's um, a pretty scary little image. This is Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah. It's the newest nightmare. Um, and so they are able to basically uh, create this filter system using these large uh, phytoplankton and uh, containers of seawater uh, to create an oxygen filtration system. Magical. Okay. Uh, that's Filtration sick. system. Yeah, yeah. That's, fully, that's fully radical and totally... Upsetting and 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 t- tremendous. Uh, cool. So, I mean, does this solve the breathable air problem then for the uh, if if for the if community? we can get air down there to start off with? Yeah, this filtration system will be able to keep it fresh, right, uh, and usable. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, just a reminder: in the last episode, we basically our our settlement here received an arc from the arc fleet and that is that you know they have solved those are submersible vehicles they have solved for you know so to some degrees air there but these big these big plankton now are gonna sort of keep the keep the engine running uh the other project that finishes this week is the building of the biggest baby Mm -hmm. which pushes off from the cradle with uh you know, the, uh, it's been, God, what, it took 10 weeks to make this thing? And so I, I believe there was a lot of deliberation about who was going to be in charge of, uh, you know, actually sailing it. Uh, and so I think us, an all-star team of, uh, of, of boat masters uh, was put together to, to drive this thing. Um, but what they discover is that has a will of its own this what? ship this ship because it was made out of codite entirely you know uh bow, bow to stern uh there is some trace of of will that still exists within the ship and it's not like a talking a talking ship uh, it is nothing like that but it is uh the the steering sort of instruments that they built into this thing do not work for just everybody. There are only, a f- I think maybe, you know, a, a petty officer on the ship, like one ended up being the one who could, who could steer this thing because it was a, he was able to have like a conversation with it. So there's only a few people in the community who can actually pilot this enormous battleship because they are able to somehow um, interface with the will that is built into the metal of this thing. Uh, and so that kind of shakes up the, the, uh, naval defense program that they had spent the last 10 weeks, uh, creating, but now the community has this enormous battleship that blink sharks are already gone, but knowing that, you know, Hominine has naval forces out in the water, this is a big relief. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Travis, take an action. 
Uh, I am going to make a discovery. Okay. Um, so as we have been building down here under the water, we've sunk the Crystal Ascension. Um, we we uh, have uh, brought down this arc uh, from that was given to us by the archipelago people. Um, I f- I figured out by the way we're just gonna call them the Ark Fleet and Ark is it works both ways there. It's perfect. Like Ar- Archipelago, Ark, um, like but like as we've been uh, placing more and more of these uh, like man-made artificial material structures in there. I mean, even mm-hmm. though granted the Ark is made from natural things in the Crystal Ascendancy, but you know what I mean. Like as we right. have been, uh, it has attracted um, starfish. It has attracted these like magically infused uh, bioluminescent starfish to the area. Okay. They don't seem to be doing any, like they're not hurting anything. They're not like dangerous in any way, but they do give off like different levels of, of light, uh, okay. different like shades of light. Um, and it provides some lighting down there, but okay. it can be fairly eerie. Uh, in in the dark uh, by yourself. Okay, why don't you draw some beautiful stars here? Or I also learned how to drag in clip art. You can do that. Um, I don't want you to drag in clip art of the stars, Griffin. I you're right. That's, that's cheating. Weird. Okay. Uh, oh, no. and the the bioluminescence. Um, it seems that it forms in the face, like face shapes, uh, as a defense. So that something swimming to attack would see what looks like a large face on top of it and veer away. And that's okay. part of the reason uh, that it is quite eerie to see floating around in the dark because it, it can look like just uh, a spectral face staring up at you. Creepy. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, Dad, next card. Uh, the Four of Autumn. The Four of Autumn. <clears throat> well, how come Dad always gets the someone dies The card? death ones. I'm yeah. A, I'm, the, I'm a the harbinger. I'm like that, the Flying the, Dutchman. The strongest among you dies. <laughs> what? What? Oh, oh, guys! Oh no, help. Justin! Oh, guys! No. No. What caused the death? Or the weakest? Too among, many muscles. Or the weakest <laughs> among you dies. Who's to blame for their? Griffin! Death? Griffin, what's wrong? Answer me! <laughs> oh no, Griffin IBS himself to death. Griffin! Griffin! <laughs> Very, Your precious bones. Very, very good. Yeah, I like it. Well, he did it to himself. All those hot sauces he consumed when he was a child. <laughs> if only I'd known. Oh, lousy. Permanent lasting damage. The strongest amongst you dies. What caused the death? Okay. Oh, I see. Oh, now what oh, Griffin has done here is Griffin has cheated. He's Griffin's made the cheater. plankton into plankton from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't think our little map could get worse. Any, yeah, it's worse. It looks this dope actually now. <laughs> this one piece of competent art makes it worse. Suddenly, um, now we're decorating our skateboard. And what is in that again, Trev? These are starfish. Can you boil it down into like a half a sentence. What what is what is plankton there for? Plankton a big there, plankton. Yeah, they enlarge the phytoplankton to create a magical, to do what create to make a good air. oxygen filtration. Thank you. System. Yeah, uh, Dad, who dies? Um, the uh, the weakest. Among you dies, and and that's going to be Phineas Call. Oh shit! He's in a coma. So I mean, I think that probably he just doesn't come out of it. Relegates himself to uh, to death. Yeah. Sorry about all your Phineas Call merch. Wow. Justin. 
I'm surprised. Um, no, I mean, I, if there's one thing I know about Phineas Calls, you don't count that guy out. You don't yeah. ever count out Phineas Call. Um, Except now that Phineas Call, it sounds like, has has died. Yeah, because we haven't introduced spirits into this game at all, Griffin. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, how does the how does the community uh, react to this? Well, his happy his immediate his immediate when the, the marketing people are bummed, right. um, the branding people are bummed, right? Uh, but I think that the uh, ecological. By the way, I've decided to call them the deep thinkers. Deep think, deep deep. Well, deep that's getting very think. close to deep deep thought. What, isn't that an AI? Exactly. Deep blue, yeah. isn't oh, that what you're shit. Okay. Deep thinkers is what it's called. Everybody stops kibitzing my dad. Deep okay. thinkers, thinkers gotcha. Justin. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, the the um, the deep thinkers have decided um, they are going to see if there's any way possible to use uh, the soul of Phineas Call and put it into one of the oh, put it into one of the coral. Uh, robots. Okay. Uh, sick. Uh, I mean, this card doesn't is not a prompt for a project or uh, anything like that. Uh, well, I get to make a project, don't I? Yeah, I guess so. At the at the end of your turn. Uh, okay. Well, we I'll can, just hold on to that. Yeah, hold on to that. Uh, I wonder what Dad's going to do with his turn. <laughs> uh, Justin's project finishes with the dive suits. Uh, how does that go, Justin? Uh, this was a sort of. Uh, this was a project to sort of uh, bolster underwater construction because, uh, you know, most folks just can't really go down there. Yeah. And also to, um, to give us the ability to basically do like, be able to, uh, journey undersea without the use of a bathosphere, like on an individual level. Or a I'm not ship. thinking yeah. of these as like a distance thing. I'm thinking more like spacesuit type deal yeah, where you're absolutely. like doing a... Outside the vehicle. Um, so what? What not big daddy looking thing does this look like? They're actually. It's actually really cool. They look like um. It this this the uh the suit itself looks like uh uh it, it's sort of a collar that um uh blow that makes sort of artificial gills. So it blows like a stream of air up around you, almost like shielding the face. But there's like a curtain of bubbles. Uh, that you can uh, inhale from, and the the but there's also these like lines, and they're, they're like really hard and like sort of like an exoskeleton that pr uh, protects you from the Ooh. the uh, deep pressures like of the sea. A vec like vector art, exactly, style? exactly That's like the hard lines that are basically making a sort of um, exoskeleton, I guess, but like pretty literally where it's just like these like rails. <sighs> That protect your body from contraction uh, underneath the the sea. This is this um, is, I mean this represents hard angular lines. I'm thinking like res sort of like that yeah, sort of vibe yeah. for the suits. Um, I mean this sounds like a sort of broader technological uh, yeah. thing of of I love the idea of like hard lines being a a you know ma a, not a material but like how would you describe like a force that you can uh, use to you know do something like this. Yeah, and I think it's 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 specifically I like the idea aesthetically of it being a way to signify like we're protecting some sort of flesh right. with these like hard angles 
uh, rather than something that necessarily will like contour to the to the human body. Like, yeah, that is a sort of signifier that like fl- fleshiness is being <laughs> sure. I'm f- fully, fully fucking into that. Is this a new technology? Is it because I have to? Uh, is this something that one of the kingdoms brought to the table, or is this something that you know? This... No, it's a collaboration okay. with uh, with the fleet that was there, lent their technology, um, and you know, there's there's a little. I don't know if there's magic in it or not. Yeah, there's probably magic in it. Yeah. It seems crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. That's awesome. Okay, uh, Dad. Now you can wait. Wait. They call them uh, vapor suits. Vapor nice. suits. Cool. Yeah. Into it. So uh, if if you were gonna go into the water, you say like I'm gonna go vape, right? I, I need a va- no. I need a vape. I right. need a vape. Okay. Oh no, my. And vape there's rig- all kinds of different scents. Yeah, and, and I need a aroma yeah. bubbles. I need a I need a rig. Yeah, yeah my, my vape, vape my vape rig has uh, busted, and now I have the bins. Actually, the different bad. that there's actually different uh, tanks you can outfit them with. Uh huh. That were the the supply of tanks. The tank has actually been uh, magically imbued. Okay. So you can take like a different tank out with you that can like enhance your strength okay. or, yeah, or your sure. defense. Oh, it's or, like a buff. Nice. It's like a buff vape. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can, does Brand. it have to be uh, a collar adjustment, or can it be a sort of tubular object that is really big and you can hold it with two hands <laughs> and ride it almost like a broomstick or something like that? No, no, no. It's nothing like what you just said. Can we make it like that Kanye. everybody else has this dope vector art hardline shit, except for old Joshi, who has a broomstick vape rig that he flies around? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, a good, that's great. Okay, Dad. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start a project. Okay. I know this is, comes as a surprise to you all, but the um, the deep thinkers are going to try to grow another coral robot. Uh, tessellation has proved to be um, a pretty decent success. You know, yeah. prototype. They're, they're still having some trouble incorporating all the different facets of it, but they're going to try to uh, grow another coral body, the yeah. coral robot, for... Phineas calls spirit. Cool. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like the coral growing of the coral bodies is not the issue as much as it is the melding. Yeah. The, that's, the, that's been the, the tough spirit. part. Right. Yeah. With, with tessellation. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of what, what they're doing. So they're, they're experimenting with that. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd say four weeks. Four weeks. Let's hope. Do we, we have four have weeks? that long. We, we, we don't know how many weeks we've got, yeah, but I'm going to put a four right there. Cool. Uh, next card, Justin. Uh, a project finishes early. Which one? Why? This is the Jack of Autumn. The Jack of Autumn. It looks like we only have one project going right now. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's the, um, how would you sort of describe that if it was just sort of the, a picture? The thing that Justin, oh, that's Tessellation there. Uh, this is the project that dad just, just initiated to put Phineas Call inside of one of these bodies. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, why Why does the project finish early? It's late at night and um, everyone's asleep. And you hear, except for the guards, horse snatch. And then uh, someone nearby hears, Hello? Uh, 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 hello? Is anyone there? I, I can't seem to move. And it, the spirit of Phineas Call has been uh, absorbed in one of these machines, and he is now haunting it. And the the his sheer force of will, his unwillingness to die, uh, has uh, reanimated this project 
and uh, finished it early. Okay. So now that Phineas Call is sort of back uh, in the land of the pseudo-living, uh, we should probably figure out what it was that he saw during his sort of journey to find the vanguard and, and get the bathosphere back. Because uh, he can't, when he, when he uh, you know, resurfaced, he was in the bathosphere with the water, with the, the, the plankton and, and another dead vanguard. And there was no, we had like no idea how he got in there and how he made his way back and what he found down there. So what, what did, uh, dad, I guess, what did, what did Phineas call, what does he remember of his, his journey? I tell you, I think Phineas has always dedicated himself to life. I think he's always been all about, you know, sustaining life and, you know, ecology and, you know, the, the, the seas and everything else. I, and I think whatever happened down there has just left him so traumatized. Um, I don't think he really can focus in. I think he can't remember. I think, you know, he'll have, maybe he has dreams of flashes of stuff, but he can't remember the things in the morning. But I don't think he knows. I don't think he can remember what happened. Okay. So he is now inside of one. We need a name for these frames. Uh, and th- th- let's do a quick brainstorming session because we're, we've talked around, we call them coral bodies a lot, uh, when, when they are like, uh, I, may I, may I pitch husk? A husk, husk is uh, kind of, it's less cool. Maybe a, a, what about proxy? Like it's, uh, a, that's a little a, bit like, oh, what was the Bruce Willis movie? Oh, where, oh God. Surrogates? Surrogate. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't, I'm not going to use. That's literally the Bruce. That's literally the, pro, I mean, the plot of the shell, Bruce Willis movie. Because it's I mean, underwater, a shell. Yeah, but reefer. Like a, reefer would be sick. Is there reef? I think reefborn is a destiny thing. Um, now, I suggested reefer in the last episode and was shouted down. I don't loudly. remember that. Yeah, uh-huh. I think you call you said the coral reefer band. That's, that that's is what exactly you what you it. said, though. Yeah. Uh, um, the reef turn. The reef I like turn. reefers. I'm looking at different types of shells. How do you guys feel about strombus? <laughs> strombus. I feel like I'm never going to be able to say it without giggling. Yeah, um, I was like, I was just thinking like reef, reef turned because they've returned and it's made. They're made. They are made out of a coral. No, because even as you're saying it, Griffin, listen I to your know. voice where your voice went. There's so many types of coral. Did you guys know that? All right, we're gonna keep calling them coral bodies for a little bit. The inspiration will strike us. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, okay. So he's inside of one of these now. Is what you're saying? Oh, barriers. Barriers, like barrier reef. Yeah, it could be something. Uh, it's not. It's not quite there. I'll find it. Uh, okay. What about just seaborn? We're not going to be able like to move Sam on Seaborn. from. Okay, Griffin, you're right. you can keep teasing yourself, yeah, but we're not going to be able to How move about, on okay. from this. Sonard. All right. <laughs> the technical. <laughs> wait a minute. the The technical name for coral is C N I D A R I A. Knit. What? Can, mm, no, that's impossible to say out loud. What about brineborn? Is it, okay? Here's here's what we should figure out first. Are we coming up with a cool name for the these 
these inhabited bodies. Right. Or are we coming up with like a name to refer to collectively to the population? Brynar. <laughs> Brynar is not bad. I uh, like Brynar. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are still Einar, right? They were, uh, but, but. Brynar I, is excellent. All yes. Right. Brynar. The Brynar. The Brynar it is. Uh, okay. Now I'm glad we've, we've moved on. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it brought me closer to you, my brothers and dads. Yeah. So Deadass Phineas Call is now inside, is, is now a Brynar, essentially. There we go. Okay. It seems like if Tessellation can help with that, this, uh, issue they've been having with putting, Einar inside of Brynar bodies is now a, uh, going to be a thing of the past. Uh, but let's continue on. We're close to the end of autumn. Okay. Uh, so that wait, did I do a pro- do I do a project? Yes, you do. Oh, did you okay. did you not? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I just started. You're the right. Brynar. You're right. You're right. Uh, uh, yeah, juice project time or uh, discover something or hold a conversation. Um, how about a pro- the big baby's done? Yeah. What about but. Is it is it project worthy to like? Is taking the big baby out to sea? I'm sorry, the big. Oh, it's baby. out. It's out to sea. I couldn't. It, it, this map is so fucked so that I couldn't uh, drag and click and grab the big baby without moving. Uh, you know everything. But the big baby is is done and out baby. to sea and and is patrolling the the waters. Like big baby's good to go. The biggest baby. What do we do? So the question, guys, we spent a whole project. You're right. Nailing down the name is biggest (laughs) baby is the is the plan with biggest baby. And I know I feel like we've talked about this. Once we're out where we're going, is the plan with biggest baby to sink it and live in it? No, I mean, that's never been the conversation. The conversation is our city will need to be defended. And right now, biggest baby is this like bonkers thing that is the hardest anyone has ever worked on anything here made out of god metal so it is a it is a absolute beast out there uh and Mm. you know even though it is sort of the sole line of naval defense for the city it's a fucking good line so that's that's where you're at now do we have a plan i mean here's like biggest baby is gonna get us out there where are we living when we get there Right now we have the Ark, which is probably not enough for everybody in this settlement to, you know, live in. But it is sort of the, uh, you know, a place, a, a pretty good starting point. Okay. I have an idea for you guys. Okay. I actually, but it's a big enough thing that I want to know how you feel about it. Then we should hold a conversation. Okay. I submit that when we uh, we need to develop a, a technology um, that basically lets us adapt bathospheres into dwellings, single-family dwellings, basically mobile homes that will uh, that 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 will comprise our new our new settlement that can like lock into place and lock into port. We're having a conversation. There's rules. Oh. Uh, I'm imagining that they could lock into place and lock into port, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, um, be able to connect with each other temporarily to, you know, allow uh, gatherings and stuff like that, and, and transportation between the two. But basically, bathosphere homes, mobile homes, yeah. floating homes. I am a fancy art man, and I 
think this will look like grapes, and I find that aesthetically interesting. I'm in. You have my paintbrush. I Me, that- an art man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Art man. Uh, I believe that this will solve a lot of questions about how to move everyone down to the civilization and how to move belongings down there in a quick and orderly fashion and allow us to rearrange as necessary. I think that this is an excellent idea. I believe that it is a terrific idea. My only concern is what are we going to build these bathospheres out of since we didn't build the first one to start with. We need to do a little research. And that's something that this community so far has been extremely good at. Yeah. Researching stuff. We're great. Okay. All right. Uh, Nine of... Justin, wrap it up? Uh, No, because he started with a assertion. It's a question. Right. Right. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, nine of autumn. The community works constantly, and as a result, a project finishes early. <laughs> or <laughs> a, gr- a group goes out to explore the map more thoroughly and finds something that had been previously overlooked. Ooh, boy. I mean, we don't have any projects going. We finished Ooh. that four is from Phineas Call. Yeah. Oh, you're right. There are no projects to finish. There are no projects going right now. We need to do something about that. Um, Okay. In the ocean, in Phineas Call's expeditions, he had sort of taken note of these weird sort of visual phenomena, uh, these just sort of anomalies that he cited underneath the water where different sort of weird shit was happening around each one. Like one, the water would boil just around this anomaly and you couldn't get too, you couldn't get too close to any of them because they seemed to just be these um, very active spots where arcane energy had condensed into these really, really powerful effects. Um, And so he had, he had not really had time to categorize those or do any kind of further study on you know what each anomaly had had been, but there's a uh, a kid is playing in the trash hole because kids are kids, and the trash hole is uh, largely dormant now. And kids love trash, man. That's yes. what I've learned. I'll spend all kinds of money buying my kids the, the newest Pokemon's toys, and all they want is the box it came in. Yeah, uh, and by digging down in the trash hole, this kid finds one of these anomalies where space folds in on itself. And that is what was powering the trash hole in the first place. Oh. Uh, yeah. That oh, he, no, he, it's, it's your classic quantum trash hole. It's your classic quantum trash hole. Uh, the, the, the kid isn't hurt. What this anomaly has been thoroughly weakened by, uh, I think it was an earthquake that like tore through here. Uh, and so, you know, if folks are able to get close to it and study it and people are now taking the kind of time to, to do that, uh, that is what is discovered. And the clock finishes. This clock clock is the last world clock. So there is no more world clock. Now it's bedtime. Now it is bedtime for the world. Um, so after weeks of taking safe harbor, 
in in the community. The rest of the Ark fleet that was away, sort of holding off the Hominai naval forces, has regrouped with the the ships in the waters offshore. Um, and those those ships, their numbers have dwindled, but the the ships that came back uh, are in fairly good shape. And the news that they carry brings relief and concern in equal measure. Hominine has recalled all of its ships. So the seas are safe for the Ark fleet to begin their 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 journey. Um, but Hominine wouldn't pull back their forces like that without a reason. So whatever they're planning, whatever their exodus entails, it's going to happen and soon. Um but yeah, the Ark fleet departs. It's, it's I think, uh, painful for people on both sides of the community. They've been together for such a long time now. Um, and they have ultimately kind of similar goals, right? The Ark fleet is going to be in this fleet of large submersible vehicles. And, and this settlement is building a you know an underwater city. But there's sort of this underlying ideological difference that separates the two groups, where the settlers are heeding this, this call and following destiny, uh, and that has sort of fueled their efforts from the moment they they arrived on the beach. While the Ark fleet, uh, composed of of folks from the Southern Archipelago, they do not sort of acknowledge a calling like that and have no direction save for the one that they will determine on their own. So they're just um, going to lead like a nomadic existence. That's it. Yep. Um, okay. So in in you know in the shadow of this growing storm. These, these two communities have forged these individual paths forward, and, and this is the day where those paths uh, diverge. And so uh, they, they, they forge this meaningful bond and, and make uh, agreements to help one another, uh, you know, after the surface world's end. But for right now, the Ark fleet casts off. And once they do, the settlement grows quieter. Um, the fleet's ships no longer break up the horizon. Uh, the majority of actual like work that is taking place right now is taking place at sea and the silence is joined by an encroaching chill in the air Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. The fall is over. It is time for the very scary winter deck. Before we get to that, though, I do need to take an action. Uh, and I am going to start a project to... Um, I think the project has to be this, this new sort of bathysphere uh, lodging plan uh, the sort of to mass produce these things. And I think the cradle is the place that makes the most sense for it. The question is like, what resources do we still have? Uh, let me open up the setup notes. Let's see. Can't build them out of seaweed flakes. Um, says you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's the way that they kind of learned this natural construction method with the, the salt glass and yeah. the, the clay. I think that that is what, they are able to make these these things out of so they are uh you know this thick extremely strong glass like uh light green 
light brown natural glass, uh, sea glass sort of colors. Um, I say natural. Have... Sea, sea glass is not natural. Did you guys know that? It's just fucking glass. It's like it's broken glass bottles. It's been stuff. worn smooth. Yeah. Yeah. But this we is also, not that. This just is, to remind is, you, Griffin, if you yeah. look at the bottom right corner of the land, there's also a giant skull thing. There is a giant skull thing, but it's. Uh, we also established that that's a cave. So I, I don't know how one how one sort of moves a cave. That's uh, yeah. I think that's what the project is. And I think, here's the thing, these things are easy to make. They yeah. know how to make something that looks like the bathysphere that can um, have sort of life support, enough life support to like use these as escape pods to launch them with people in it down into the water. To, to I, I would also, to support how easy it is, you're not just building them with science, right? Because yeah. at this point, they can be magically propelled, so we don't have to worry this is, about, like... Yeah, this is all hands on deck. I'm going to say five weeks. Oh, are you and there's sure? No pri- and there's no privacy, obviously, in these homes <laughs> if they're made out of glass. Maybe there's a, a magical means for doing so. You paint the inside of them. Are yeah. you sure um, five weeks, Griffin? Because I was thinking, like, three. Nope. To make enough of these things for everyone. Five that's, is that's- so risky. Five is quite risky, but that's the number I have decided on. Oh, boy. We okay. have yet to have a project go full term. It's always either canceled. Oh, boy. Or... We'll get into <laughs> that's not true. We've had, a f- we've had a few. Okay. And is there a five up next to that boat still? That's where. That's what he just did. That's Yeah, I'm going okay. cr- to put the cradle here, and I'll, uh, okay. I'm just going to move Plankton out of the way, and I'm going to sort of move the bathysphere up here to designate that we are building a bunch of these boys a lot of them a whole lot of them okay uh goodbye autumn deck hello winter here is how winter works we mentioned this i believe in the first episode and have alluded to it a few times here but if anybody draws the king of winter the game immediately ends and we resolve what needs resolved and tie up our loose ends. But and you definitely did pick five weeks for the for the bathhouses. Yep. There's thirteen. There's thirteen cards in this deck. By the way, bathhouse is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have shuffled the deck. Travis. Yep. Flip it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Two of winter. A headstrong community member takes charge of a community's work effort. A project fails, and then a different project finishes early. Or a headstrong community member tries to take control of the community. How were they prevented from doing this? Due to the conflict, project dice are not reduced this week. (laughs) Oh, God. Son of a... Oh, that's dope. Um, We only have the one project. Yeah, I think uh, to to give you the narrative leeway that you need, I think mm-hmm. you can do the first one. It's just the first that it will just fail the bathhouse project. Well, I don't want that. Okay, okay. Here's what it is. Uh, the uh, the not Baroness. What's her name? Uh, the Boyar Hermine. The Boyar Hermine says five weeks. Uh, we could do this faster if uh, we with the right leadership, right? Okay. She thinks that this is being mishandled. So the Boyar Hermin attempts to take charge of this project uh, just by sheer force of will, right? Uh, and is backed by Phineas. Oh, I imagine um, there are a lot of people who would back her. Yeah, on this. basically saying that if we if we were to rush it. 
and take this seriously, we could finish it faster. Um, but the, uh, and this is, I have no idea how this is going to end up whoo, being. The um, council, the, the four leaders from each area yeah. decide that even though there's definitely risk to taking their time, that doing it right, we only get one shot at this. Oh, so we man. need to spend our time to do this right instead of rush it. I just to uh, and just they to, refuse her help. To draw a through line here, I think this is I think people after this decision have had fucking enough of the council. Because I think yeah. at this point the council has made a few unpopular decisions. Yeah, very much uh, so. at the at this point. Uh so okay. Um All and right. I think that this uh causes so much uh disgruntled like this causes such a funk uh, in the community as it's kind of split down the line of basically the people who want to get the party started right versus right. the people who want to get the party started quickly. Uh, that the tension basically draws work to a standstill uh, okay. as like they're both sides are trying to wrest control of, from each other. Woof. Okay. Yep. Uh, so that is the only clock on the board and it's not going to go down. Uh, so, Travis, take your action. Uh, I am going to start an action, uh, a project. Yes. Uh, using the, uh, the existing bathysphere, tessellation, uh, Phineas Call, the suits. We are going to start moving the resources we've built to the Ark. Okay. Uh, and, and the children first. Oh, okay. So we're going to take the filler fish down. We're taking uh, the seaweed processing down. We're taking uh, the children, and I'm going to say the children's horseshoe crab pets. Okay. We're moving the documents that the curator, all of that stuff, basically everything that while we're building these uh, things, there's stuff right. we can go ahead and start moving down there. Okay, absolutely. Uh, uh, and like the uh, plankton filtration systems, everything, right? We're yeah. moving that down to the arc and preparing it for installation. All right, how long is this taking? Uh, I'm going to say because, okay, you can disagree with me, but I think because we have built all of these different ways to access the underwater, I'm going to say one week to transport this stuff down and load it up. Uh, is this, is that... Are we are you are they using biggest baby to move things down? Yes. Is that okay? I mean basically, yeah, they're loading it on and then like tessellation in the suits. Basically yeah. they drop everything down, load it I mean, in. you're talking about how long does it take to load up a bunch of shit onto an enormous ship? And I think one week is a fine. Yeah, because they're using the bathospheres to move the children, right? So okay. they're safe. Uh and I'm going to say the teachers from the school are going to uh, okay. To like oversee the children, right? So we're right. keeping the workers up here and moving all of our resources down. Okay, that's uh, that's a good plan. Let's see if that one can even get done. Flipping it now. <laughs> Pretty close there, uh, Clint. Ace of Winter. All right, let's see. Oh, Ace boy. of Winter. Now is the time to conserve energy and resources. A project fails, but gain in abundance. Now is the time for hurried labor and final efforts. Oh. 
project finishes early. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but gain a scarcity. Mm. I'm going to current... set. Yeah, yes, we only have two projects: the bathosphere and the, uh, you know, the moving project. Uh, I but at this point, I want us to keep something in mind: is that once things go under, like I, I, I'm pretty certain that the underwater city is going to inherit whatever abundances and scarcities yeah. sort of exist now. So this is, you know, even though we're nearing the end of this game, this is not an empty decision. So does the scarcity have to be something that's already on the abundance list? No. no. And what are the, what are we making the bathospheres out of? Uh, salt glass and clay. Uh, kind of the things that the same stuff that the Ark is made out of. The people of the Southern Archipelago Ark fleet kind of just showed you how to how to use that. And what is grotto? Drugs. Delicious, okay. delicious drugs. Yeah, but again, you don't have to move an abundance right. over into the scarcity pile. Well, I, I the only logical move would be to um, to finish the bath the, the bathhouses. I think the yeah. bathhouses. Okay. I mean. <laughs> Just in case, yeah. Um, so I would say the bath houses finish early, and one of those two ab abundances. Obviously, we've used the materials to make the bath houses. When you say that the glass or the clay would now become, well, a I mean, the glass is made. It, the The thing about the ark is that it was made out of salt from the water and clay from the sand. So I'm not. I don't think that resource a, a resource is going to become the scarcity here because. The resources are so hugely, you know, ab ab abundant. Mm. Okay. And can the scarcity be something like an emotional? It can be whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, we have culture and shelter and unity and, and we, we need to update this, this list quite, quite a bit, but yeah. Well, I would say that there's a, if we finish the bathhouses early, I think that there will be a scarcity of fear. Because, okay, got <laughs> I guess my nope. my problem is I care too much. Well, <laughs> I, think, I mean, people have been wondering where we're going to live. Am I going to be able to keep my family together? Can I? Would you mind, Dad? Would you mind if I? I feel like scarcity of fear is kind of cheating. Okay, right? Because it's like that's like saying scarcity of hunger. Like, well, okay, <laughs> kind of cheating. What would you think about this? I was thinking about it with the bathhouses, um, and uh. Because of the way we've decided to do this 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 project with the housing, um, maybe a scarcity of community. Um, because these are isolated housing, you can't just like walk over to your neighbor's house like it's a big it's a big thing. It's and, almost like you're quarantined. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, and that, it works too because in the previous card it was the council saying no we need to work on this together and everybody got kind of frustrated with the council and the council kind of represented the four heads of the four communities working okay. together okay that's that's i feel like it's clicked now is the community that there's a scarcity of is the community that has lived on this beach and sort of been getting everything done and and now and it like, was the fear to bring it back to dead thing the fear was the thing that connected everybody we established that in like week two right right is that everybody had this shared fear and that's why they were driven to work together okay. and by having this project complete it does alleviate that where they're no longer driven to depend on each other as okay much. uh yeah i think that's good i think i mean unity Unity is still in the scarcity pile, but I think I think that we 
probably should have removed that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think the thing that is scarce now is just a sense I, of community. Yeah. yeah. I'll go along with that. That's awesome. Cool. That's cool. Okay. Uh, so the Bathysphere project finishes then. Uh, and it's, I mean, miraculously, this this beach, this like horrid map of a uh, <laughs> apocalypse evading construction site that we've put together here is kind of perfect. Uh, the cradle was just mass producing these bathyspheres and floating them down the river uh, and just lining them up on the beach. And so now like, uh, uh, like wave breakers, they are, they are positioned on the beach ready to launch at a, at a moment's notice. Uh, and there are, I mean, I would say, I mean, a hundred of them just, yeah. just to, to any, each one being kind of like a, a household, Essentially, each one being roughly, um, you know, a, a, a small family could live kind of comfortably within within a bathroom. Like a bunker. Right. Uh, okay. That project finishes, and so does the uh, relocation project. Travis, uh, what? how does that go? Um, yeah, so the they move their resources down to this main arc, uh, kind of a central arc, if you will, um, and... Just in the in the settling in and moving those things, I think uh, it begins to make sense uh, to the leaders of the school that as a centralized hub, they will continue to do lessons there. Sure. Um, and they have continued so that that centralized hub uh, also becomes like partially used uh, for the school because none of these bathospheres are going to be big enough to hold all the students at once. Right, of course. So this is um, same with like you know meetings. This is and, this is the quad. This is like this is the community right. yeah, yeah, center. Yeah, yeah. Is the arc right now? This okay, is the, cool. the town center uh, is this is this main yeah. arc here? Uh, right now, I have the arc. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned this in the last episode. The arc is kind of sitting at the top of the crystal ascension in mm-hmm. this ravine because I was thinking of like a diving bell where you know it could keep the air in as it circulates with these big ass plankton and then any sort of expansion that this you know civilization is going to do in the future would be way easier to do downward than it would be to build upward if that makes any sense uh i could be talking completely garbage nonsense there but um okay so do we want to take a minute to kind of i mean let's move big let's move big plankton He's gonna they call he's me gonna, Big Plankton. I'm gonna kind of just put them near the arc. Uh, the, I mean, what else? What else is going? Uh, the the school and the kids. I've been trying to grab crabs. the school. I can't grab the school without grabbing the fucking river too. All right, school. we're just not going to be able to do that. We'll have to draw shit in later. Uh, the uh, filler fish, the curator, and all his great works are down there. The filler fish. Where is that? Oh, the, these the red, red tables. Spiegel, clearly, yeah, we lost one filler fish, but that's okay. Uh, I think we can go ahead and put the tessellation down underwater. Hey, here's something we haven't really talked about. Can the uh uh, uh <laughs> not the tessellation, the brinar, the brinar, yeah. Well, the tessellation uh, is that specific brinar, right? Right, yeah. That their name is tessellation. Uh, is is can they move around freely underwater? Yeah. The brinar? yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I mean, I assume so much. 
I think uh-huh. what we said early on, if if I remember correctly, Dad, what you said was that they moved better underwater, and if they yeah. spent too long outside of the water, they would dry out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, schools, Travis. I think that you know everybody agreed. The council agreed. Yes, school is important. So we are going to make sure that school makes it to the ark early. And I think old Joshy probably shows up on the day that it's time to leave. He's like, "Oh, I thought you said schools, because." I run a oh. very respected educational facility. Indeed, yep, 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 yep. And I'm also going to say uh, the benevolence, the the Church of Benevolence, or the Parish of Benevolence, rather. Yeah, absolutely. To what extent it, you know, exists there. Okay. Uh, oh, the stagecoach. I mean, they that is one of the cultural works. Yep. I got to delete this river. We'll redraw another river, but it's, it's really harsh in my mellow. Well, well, I just made a discovery, Griffin. The river dried out. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a big uh, discovery. So big, I didn't even need my turn to do it. Crazy. Okay. Um, God, uh, whose turn is it even? Dad's? I think Dad's turn still? Griffin, did you start a project? Oh, Dad. Yeah, Dad needs to start a project. That's whose turn it was. Or hold a discussion, or what's the other thing? Uh, Yeah. discovery. During the relocation, um, Phineas Call, in his new coral body, it was really, really difficult. Um, it was a terrific strain on him. And he has come to the conclusion that he really needs, uh, he can't just run one of these, one of these forms by himself. So he's going to infuse uh, additional Einar souls, giving more home to Einar souls. Wow. Uh, in his in his form it's too difficult for him to 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 manage it's it's causing him to uh, there was an incident in placing one of those bathospheres where he i mean almost lost it and it, it could have been disaster and so phineas has decided he is going to infuse um more einar into his okay into his just uh, so just so i'm clear on on these brinar bodies right they yeah. can be run by one, but it's yeah. incredibly difficult, right? Easier um, with I mean, multiple. That's a, well, and Phineas is is an exemplary. I mean, obviously, you're running on mental, you know, power, you know, for for the most part. But right. to coordinate this, it, it's extremely difficult for one person, right? One soul to to run. Yeah, I think thing. I think that I think that this project establishes the rule, Trav, that it it. It is so hard to this be piloted no by one thing. And so that is why the Einar, that's why Tessellation became this new persona with, you know, the power of six Einar spirits. Uh, okay, cool. How long? I, I, I think only a week. Yeah, I, think I think he only so needs too. a week to yeah. do that because they've established the ground rules. They know how to do it. The protocols are all in place. I'm going to copy and paste Tessellation here. And I'm just going to stick Phineas Call's logo on his head. Yeah. That'll teach him. And I'm going to put a one next to that. Oh, and I don't oh, want to forget to like move a... the horseshoe crab dogs down there. Oh, yeah. Well, 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 Trav, why don't you work on that while we keep... Playing. I don't know how to move them. I don't know how to move uh, things. Okay. Uh, okay, next card. Cross your fingers. Please. Oh, okay. Juice three of winter. Uh, let's see here. Let me enhance. Someone comes up with an ingenious solution to a big problem. And as a result, a project finishes early. Wow. What was their idea? Are we done with projects? We have one right now, and it's the one week one to get Phineas Call and uh, fused with Ooh. other Einar. 
or someone comes up with a plan to ensure safety and comfort during the coldest months. Start a project related to this. Just so uh, everyone is also aware, there's there's some terminology that a quiet year the quiet year uses that we don't necessarily and have not been following to the letter. Sort of uh, metaphorically, the coldest months. Yeah. I guess it is pretty cold under the water, but you don't you have to. You said there was a chill. It. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I mean, there's a chill, chill on the land, but you it's know. like Griffin the about player is instead of coldest months. Uh, when your ass is deep, deep underwater. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Okay. Um, yeah, those are your two options. Well, uh, uh, I uh, I have an announcement to make. I am repurposing uh, Uncle Joshy's uh, uh, <laughs> Blink Shark Fighting Academy uh, into uh, a new business that's going to help you turn your bathhouse into a bath home. That's right. I'm offering customizations uh, on bathhouses. Uh, make sure you have the prettiest one underneath the sea. Um, it, uh, and uh, the grass is always greener when it's back on land. But uh, you can have fake astroturf covering your bathosphere. Your bath turn your bathhouse into a bath home with Uncle Joshy's uh, custom bath homes. I so what this is is a business that's going to let. Uh, where Uncle Joshy, before you set into the sea, and this is a limited time offer because we actually don't fucking know <laughs> when everything's going to end, but it is a limited time offer. Uncle Joshy is going to uh, repurpose his expertise into uh, bath house uh, personalization and customization. Okay, how long? One week. <laughs> it's it's basically the same facility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know someone dunked it into the ocean, but that was against, <laughs> I think, don't think he needs, uh, I think that was probably more the metaphorical building yeah. than a school we pushed into the sea. So uh, he's going to repurpose it. There it is. It's back on land now. So he's going to be repurposing that into a bath home <laughs> customization and showroom. He's got some of the latest. Yeah. He's yeah got some I love latest. It's, what I love about that is he says, welcome to Uncle Joshi's bath, bath home refurbishments, customization warehouse, and also it's a going out of business sale. Yeah. Because the apocalypse yeah, just opened and soon closed. Right. And right now, all the powers that be at HGTV are saying, why didn't we think of that? Yeah, it's so good. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, so the project to for Phineas to sort of undergo, you know, ego death uh, voluntarily uh, concludes. Uh, why, why, why don't you... Paint a picture of like what that is like. I I, I don't want to uh, you know it's your your thing. Maybe it's not as dire and dark as that. But uh, what's what's it like? I think um, he has taken five other souls into the operation of this into this uh, being, and in keeping with the whole philosophy that these were to provide new homes to these disembodied spirits. And and it's not a punishment; it's it's to free them up. Um, Phineas and has decided that he's going to timeshare with the with the other souls. He calls uh, he renames himself um, Ampersand Ampersand Five. He's now nice. Ampersand Five. Because it's him and the other five souls. Yes. And they are going to have to work out a way to coordinate 
work together with his I best friend pro- in Tarobang Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and, so, and who's that? It's Bracket Steve. So we established that Tessellation is like a single personality that is had been born from these six souls fusing. This sounds more like he is maybe not able to fuse with the Einar like that because he's not like that ain't he he didn't get sent the same way. He died and was his his ghost was was brought into this body. So And I don't think we ever said that Phineas was Einar. No. No, I don't think so either. That's what I'm saying. So maybe that has that has been the difference then. Yeah. This Um, is something this is something else, right? The the other shit is hey, the Einar got spirited away without their consent and now they have these new bodies to come back to. This was this dude died and we put him in this new body, but he's not strong enough to do it. So he tried to blend with he tried to fuse the same way that Tessellation did, but it didn't necessarily go so well. Uh, He tried to drift is the problem and Ampersand five. Okay. Rad. Uh, what is, I mean, what's the takeaway from this? Does, is is it, is it, uh, what I want to be careful about is like to not, uh, unless we're going to be very thoughtful about it, talk about, uh, dissociative, you know, personality, uh, I don't know. No, I think this is a melding. I think this is like roommates to to me, but it seems more like, yeah, it seems, uh, yeah. I think that's what they have to work out. I, 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 Definitely do not know what you said. No, I don't. These want are to do these that, are but. distinct individuals, right? And not like one person sharing six personalities, right? Like, he, right? He's good. He, they've got to form a gestalt. They've got to. They've got to take qualities from all like these. Like firestorm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I got you. I hadn't even thought of that. Right. Do the fi- the five Einar have fused though? Right. So essentially, we're talking about two things in here. One is Phineas Call, and the other is these five Einar that have fused into one. Right. Well, I don't know. I think that uh, to me that was part of the part of the quest and part of the the whole thing. That, yeah, I don't that, think that that's something that needs to be figured out. Right. Okay. Fine. Right? Yeah, that's this right. Is such a new so thing. So he tried he tried fusing, and it wasn't right, but. There are more spirits there now, and that's that's his thing to figure out. Cool. Uh, okay. Oh, and it's still Justin's turn. Uh, yes, Justin. Um, I'd like to have a discussion. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say to everyone that uh, I think it's going to be extremely difficult to tell our bathhouses apart from one another once we're <laughs> underneath the sea. Uh, and I hope that some local entrepreneur uh, can cook up some way to solve this problem if, for if us. If this is our last well action, spoken. if this is our last action before the fucking meteor hits, that would be beautiful and poetic. Yeah, I, I think. I think okay, let me right make track. a let me make a discovery. I'll, no, 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 I'm I love this. Our, no, 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 I'm changing. I'm changing. Discover that a local no, entrepreneur has started it. a business. I'm changing I'm it. I'm changing it. Okay, you do you. <laughs> changing it. Be you. quiet, everybody. I'm making a discovery. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. I'd like to make an announcement. I have discovered uh, loads of overstock God, uh, bathysphere customization materials. I these must go. <laughs> Uh, I am losing my shirt on these just on the storage, folks. You could have them at cost. Just come on down to Uncle Joshie's uh, Bathhouse Customization Depot, and uh, we're going to get you fitted right up. Oh, my God. That is the discovery that I made, and uh, it is has huge ramifications for my bottom line yeah. and your bottom dwelling. 
Oh, that's good down. though. Okay, you that's you great. redeemed it with that last right line back. for me. Okay, uh, next card. Let's see. Ten of winter, still going. In preparation for the coming year, the community begins a huge undertaking. Start a project that will take at least five weeks to complete. Okay. Oh my um, god. Yeah, cool. Uh, great. How many weeks do we have left, Dad? You're doing the math. Uh, don't this count. This is cards. our fourth Two, winter three. card. That you have like five left. Nine. <laughs> exactly okay. five weeks left. Okay. Uh, okay, a huge undertaking. The uh, we actually have eight cards left. Okay. Okay, I got it. The sailing crew, the like naval officers who were ousted, right? Because they did not have this sympathetic link with the Kodite ship, with the biggest baby. Uh, they are, you know, kind of sore about that, kind of miffed about that. And so they begin decrying the biggest baby saying that it's not enough. It's not going to defend the city there. There needs to be more. And so they think back to that very first week when the community just walked out onto the beach and found this cave that nobody could seem to go inside. And then we later learned was the skull of this, of this dead God Coda. Uh, they want to, haul that entire skull down to the city to use whatever warding powers it 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 possesses uh to keep things away from Ooh. from the underwater city yes please and yes, that is a yes. that is uh that is a big project I, I i think it is also contentious because people are like we are trying to move the kids down into the yeah. water right now but these these uh disgruntled oh. naval officers are like, no, this is more important. I mean, not so, only that, but you got both Einar and Hominine have a certain amount of respect for these gods. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, that's it. Clock counts down. Just fucking go ahead, Justin. What happens? <laughs> uh, in preparation... Wait. Uncle Joshy's school... T t t Uncle, Uncle Joshy's... Psychic Sharp Fighting School and Interior Design Firm has completed yeah. the project to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the sign uh, above uh, uh, above it said... Uh, mission accomplished. It said mission accomplished. Yeah. It, it has that scribbled out, and now it says uh, huge deals. <laughs> so it just says HD, huge deals. What was the outcome of this? Pro I feel like is that... The outcome of the, this project is that when... When we uh, encounter bathospheres in our game later that we play, yeah, they won't need to be one size fits all generic like just gunmetal spheres. Yeah, they're gonna have personality and flair. Okay. Yeah, 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 and comfort. And comfort. I got you. I love it. Okay. Uh, I'm going. I love in a higher resale. Yeah, higher, higher resale. resale. Higher yeah, yeah, resale yeah. value. Thank I you. I love this too, especially. Especially uh, connected with all the work we did uh, preserving culture, that I think you will also have like Einar specific and Delmer specific and Hominine yeah. specific. Looks. Make it feel like home. Right, 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 right. right. It's your home. You know what? This is the sl slogan. Because these people came from their lands to the settlement and now they're going underwater. It's your home away from home away from home. There it is. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, that's great. Um, okay. Hmm. I'm going to start a project. 
And also, Griffin, you can reduce the skull one, right? Because no, you do not oh, so, reduce okay. after, the okay. clock on in the same turn that you got a card prompt. Okay. Um, I'm going to start a project, and the project is Boyar Hermine is going to restructure the entire government. I think that the council has been. I think in, in you know the city is split up effectively right now, right? There's the people in the Ark that have already been evacuated, and then there's the people on the beach still like doing the work there. And I think with the divide here, she sees an opportunity to finally say this era of having four representatives from our four kingdoms is now done because we are no longer inhabitants of four kingdoms. We are the we are the builders of a new society. So this is this is now defunct. So I that is it's not a war thing. It is a literal uh like let's get let's get okay. a lot of members of the community together in a room and like figure out how we are going to have, you know, representation and stuff like that. Yeah. Um and I'm going to say this takes 2 weeks. Yeah. <sighs> okay. We'll see. Next Flip card. <laughs> Nine okay. of winter. Whoa. Nine of Woo. winter. Oh, this is fun. Someone goes missing. They're alone in the winter elements. Choose one. The community organizes constant search parties, and eventually the person is found. Project dice are not reduced this week, or no one ever hears from them again. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. you have a license to kill, Travis. Well, I'm trying to remember all the different individuals we have here. So so right, uh, let's. I mean, so NPCs. There's been uh, Brother Seldom who has been doing intro monologues from the future. So I it, not them. That oh, might I be tough. Uh, there's Ampersand Five. There's Tessellation. There is the Boyar Hermine who is leading this sort of government uh, thing. The Curator. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Um, I mean, there's even more unnamed people, right? There was the artist and the architect who designed the thing, right? There's, there's old the vanguard. There's, there's the van the vanguard who went out to try to make a new home that nobody ever. There's heard Uncle from. Joshi. There's old Uncle Joshi. There's also uh, Enos. You've got the four members of the council too. Enos too. Yeah. Wait, who was Enos? Enos was Enos Mint, Clackleroy. Mint Clackleroy's son. <laughs> This, is this was already stupid. It didn't even start yeah, yet. Yeah. Um, and but he was a he was a sh he was a boat a boat captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's um, that's all I can think of. It could be also um, somebody that we've like hinted at in the periphery that you could sort of explain why they their departure is you know important. Okay. Oh, this feels like such a big one, you know? Yeah, they all are. The representative from Hominine, uh, that was the the member of the council from Hominine. You gotta give this fucking person a name, because it feels like they're about yeah. to be persona non grata. His name uh, is Declan, Declan Cern. C-E-R-N, Declan okay. Cern. Declan Cern, uh, of the four members, right, was the youngest, the most charismatic. Uh, he is the one that people, like, most listen to. As the council made these difficult proclamations, he was the one that everybody looked to to smooth things over. 
Okay. And so they're expecting uh, that to happen again with this uh, issue. But um, as all of this is uh, transitioning down and everything's being taken down, his eldest son goes missing. Um, and he attempts to uh, to drum up the help of getting people to help search, to do the search parties. But unfortunately, everything is so stretched thin, getting yeah. everything set up, that there is no search party arranged. And wow, he loses okay. faith in the community and withdraws his support for the council. And it Whoa. it leaves the space for Bo Yahermine and her kind of supporters yeah. to take over. Nice. Oh, I like it. For sure. Okay. And I imagine that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for Declan. Yeah. And uh, Declan, Declan has two other sons, two younger sons. Named. Um, named so, Gravis and Ustin. No. So what's going on? <laughs> so De uh, the, Declan makes the decision to withdraw more or less from public life. Got you. Uh, the Justin, the public representative from this is not just for Justin. This is for the yes. listener. I feel like sometimes when we're talking in circles for a while, trying to find out what the nut okay, is, so it helps to like recondense exactly what's happening into okay. The member of the council that represented Hominine named Declan Cern, the young charismatic representative. Uh, his son is lost in this transition period. Um, and the community doesn't rise up to help in the search, and the search fails. And so Declan withdraws from the council and kind of withdraws from public life. And that means the council uh, fails to defend itself against the Boyar Hermines kind of coup. Reorganization yeah. attempt, yeah. Uh, cool. Could I add something? Uh, just a suggestion? Yeah. Uh, just a suggestion. Perhaps instead of wandering out into the winter and and vanishing we've already made the connection between the the cold deep blue sea oh yeah no he's lost in that process like there's an yeah. accident in, uh, the, in the relocation yeah, process. yeah yeah like his suit malfunctions or something like that where yeah okay uh we they just lose track of him in all the chaos of trying to rush people down there don't say the vapor rig it's not no. the vapor rig. <laughs> i think no i think okay. i think we have to leave it that we nobody knows like yeah, nobody knows they, what happened they lose track of him yeah. um and Perhaps a search could have yielded something, but it's unsure. Okay. Uh, and I think this is going to have an emotional impact on the entire community. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. It's, a, it's a boner. Yeah. It's okay. an absolute uh, boner. Everyone agrees. So uh, I reduce clocks, but nothing hit zero. Uh, Travis, you get to take an action. Uh, I would like to hold a discussion. Okay. Uh, so the, the leader of the Parish of Benevolence, uh, her title is uh the hand of guidance okay um and every the the like high up leaders get hand of something and she chose hand of guidance because they are representative of the will of benevolence okay so she is benevolence's hand of guidance right is the idea of it so is she this is, a, the is hand this a is, is this a fairly high up position in the yes in the she's like a leader she would be like wow. a cardinal Kind okay. of deal, you know what I mean. So it's she's, wild that it's wild that she's here in the first place. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, not yeah, yeah. in Hamina. Okay, yeah, uh, especially considering she sees her role as guidance within. Right, she's the, the hand of guidance, but she yeah. she ain't guiding Hominine right now. Yeah, right, okay. right, right. She's here. The hand of guidance uh, comes forward and says, um, "Though uh, we 
of the parish and the Ordo Spiritus disagree on many, many things. We agree on this. There needs to be certain rules and restrictions in place of which spirits are contained within the Brynar because the soul is sacred and we cannot play God with who remains dead and who is resurrected. Tessellation speaks up. Uh, and they say, the spirit is sacred, and that is why it is a crime that the spirits were torn from the Einar without their consent. Anything that follows after that is a step toward reconciliation. That may be true. All I know is that this afternoon, I was able to speak with my son, my little boy, and I don't care whose body it is, I was able to speak with my son. And one of the, the, one of the deep thinkers pipes up and says, our research has shown that this is a unique situation. Because of the way that the Einar were, were wiped out, this makes it a, a very unusual situation. It, this doesn't mean that souls are going to be able to constantly, you know, be recycled. It just means in this case, it, it was able to happen. Okay. Next card for dad. Oh, my God. I, this is unbelievable. We're getting there. We're doing it. We're doing this. Six of winter, dad. Six of winter. All right. The time has come to consolidate your efforts and your borders. Projects located outside the settlement fail, and all remaining projects are reduced by two this week. Hmm. Or someone finds a curious opportunity on the edge of the map. Start a project related to this discovery. <laughs> now, are we considering um, the settlement? The settlement's the land, right? Like that's our setup. That's where we've been settlement. Or that's, is that's, it the underwater? That's, that's the way I would take it. Yeah. Um, you could also. I think you could also interpret this as the beach skull exhuming of the skull to use for defense is not necessarily in the settlement center. So I think if you no, I, if I think, you did want to use the first option, I think that it that would qualify for cancellation, but yeah. Okay, I'm going to um No, I'm I here's I'm going with uh finding a curious opportunity in the edge of the map. Um uh, in the process of uh relocating and still scouting out, you know, the the area discovers at the bottom of the sea this hideous mound of bodies and it's what's left of the vanguard and they've been slaughtered in incredibly brutal ways whoa fuck oh shit so and what's so what's the project <laughs> forgetting it <laughs> yeah <laughs> to investigate this this slaughter find out what happened and determine if there's some kind of threat under the sea that we didn't know about. Because it doesn't look like blink shark work. Okay. This is okay. no blink shark attack. 
This is a boating accident. So a bunch of Vanguard dead bodies. And how long is this investigation going to take? Four weeks. No, I don't think there's four cards left in the deck. But if that's what it, if that's the number you like, I'm going to put it. There are things included in the deck that say the project finishes. Oh, see, we got to reuse that dead body. What a score. Thanks for leaving that there. This is, I think this is a Vanguard because we said the collectors have cool hair. Uh, So that is, uh, that's, that's the body. Okay, cool. Uh, Project clocks countdown. Okay. Now I have to come up with a system of government. I'll be honest. I did not think we were going to make it to the end of this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, can you just say there is there one? Is and, we, and we can figure it out later. A new I'm system like, of. Uh, we've been recording for so long already. Right. If I have to sit here and listen to you come up with a government. Okay. The the uh, rather than uh, establishing this. Uh, system where people with certain skills are forced into uh, filling roles, filling jobs for those skills. Uh, Ooh, maybe no, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just each of those sort of specializations now have a representative. So there's like a, a, um, you know, for, for the folks who, you know, make their life out of uh, finding resources under the sea, uh, they have a they have a representative, and the folks who are uh, spending their energies trying to preserve the past and preserve the ecology of the former world have a representative, and the ones who are studying the ecology of the underwater world have a representative. Instead of it being tied to the four kingdoms, it is tied to the main like pillars of this community. Uh, in terms of like what they are trying to protect and what they are trying to build toward. And all of these positions, all of these representatives are called balusters, and mm. the seat of government is the ballast. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 That's, oh, Travis, you get an action. I think no, that right? was dad. It was dad. Oh, you're right. Sorry, dad. You get to take an action. I think the thing you got to ask yourself is, are you feeling lucky? <laughs> yeah. A discovery. Okay. Okay. We discover that the uh, storm is has is getting closer, rapidly closer. It, it's amazing. And that those forms inside the storm that we saw before, the giant flying right. whale-sized creatures, are gone. Ooh. Uh-oh. All right. Justin? Oh my God! Unbelievable! Jack of Winter. We're gonna play through this whole deck. An infected outsider arrives, seeking amnesty. They have some much-needed resources with them. Choose one. Welcome them into the community. Remove a scarcity, but also introduce an infection into the community. Bar them from entry. What scarcity could they have addressed? Sorry, I somehow clicked the print button. That's not going to help. Uh, how does it? Uh, what scarcity could they have addressed? How does its need become more dire this week? Let me check out our scarcities here. Uh, and I would also add, was, infection doesn't like if you want to interpret that also in a different way, just because of pandemic feels it could be the stuff. infection of uh troubling ideas yeah or or mm. uh you know the disease turned into catfish whiskers like there's ways of i feel like talking about this without having to you know have fucking fantasy covid 
And if they're seeking amnesty, just tell them they got the wrong art. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, an an old man. An old old man. How old? He's, if you could believe it, and this is going to sound basically kind of disgusting. Like this couldn't even be real. He's sixty five years. Oh, old. gross. And he, I know. And he's sixty five <laughs> year old man. And he loves Pulls Steely up. Dan. No, it's not dad. Not every old man is dad. An old man shows up at at the gates of the settlement that exists. And he says, Hello, it's me, uh, old Mitchell. And they say, I'm sorry, bud. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) we are actually wrapping things up right now and cannot open a new. They says, it's me, old Mitchell, the storyteller. I have a, a wide collection of stories that I have uh, carried with me these some 65 odd years, and I long to share them with a the new community. I've uh, collected tales from all across the, the uh, Ina Plains and the Southern Archipelago and the Homonina. Uh, uh, grand tales uh, that I would love to share with you if you could just permit me admittance. I am so hungry. And extremely, extremely old. And they say, ah, bud, that sounds so cool. <laughs> and I actually love your voice. It's very cool. But um, we are just kind of wrapping. We're in sort of like a buttoning down sort of period right now. So actually, I can't let you in. And also, uh, you are coughing. Oh, the coughing. Yes, you notice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coughing a great deal, I believe. It's just a bit... Of I'm out of breath for running. <laughs> I'm just I'm out of breath for running. Yeah, absolutely. But you can hear it. You see, you get. Oh, I get it. I get it. I do. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll take my uh, I'll take my fantastic stories. Uh, yeah, I heard there's another settlement where over. It's sort of more away. From here, than here, it's sort of more away. Mm-hmm. Okay, sort of a northern, yeah, northerly direction. If you could just head north, you should, you'll run smack dab into it. I find this story remarkably compelling. Yeah, yeah. so old Mitchell yeah, sets so- off into maybe, maybe old Mitchell can complete the trek all the way across the fucking continent to make it to the Delmer Wilds and maybe seek, uh, seek shelter with the Delmer there, but. Ooh, not with his 65-year-old ill frame. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, nothing hit zero. So, Justin, you get to take an action. <laughs> I'd like to make a discovery. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, don't love it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, as you all know, my name is Mitchell, and I heard that you denied my father access, and I, I didn't even know I had a dad until now. I've discovered that I, too, am a story keeper, as my father, old Mitchell, before me. From now on, I will be referred to as young Mitchell, and I've discovered my true destiny as story keeper. And young Mitchell is the uh is is has named himself Storykeeper and he'll be uh collecting uh tales from all all throughout the world 
uh, and make them available for everybody as yeah. in his work. Now, I want you to know exactly why I'm angry, Justin. <laughs> okay, I'd love to It's hear not it. that you've introduced a character named Young Mitchell into our campaign that is about to begin yeah. really in earnest. It's that the framing device for this entire sort of setup series has been uh, a, a story being told by a character named Brother Seldom. Uh, okay. I, if only I had known that Young Mitchell was going to exist. Now, if only I had known that Young no, no, Mitchell. No, 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 no. Okay, I should make it clear. Young Mitchell traffics in fables. Yeah. They're metaphorical tales. See, and not I necessarily see. good, Griffin. There's no guarantee that they're that good. Not even that good. He's, he, does, he, was supposed to, he could have apprenticed under his dad, Old Mitchell. Right. And he would have learned how to do it right. But instead, Young Mitchell is a purveyor of terrible fables yeah. that sometimes have a lesson, but more often don't. And they are a huge waste of time. Yeah. Okay. And he's also, that's Young Mitchell he's in a He's immortal, so that's important. No. I have can't just can say we call things. him. Can we call him Mitchell the Younger? No, it's Young Mitchell, and his terrible fables has been added to the abundance list. Thank you, Mitchell. <laughs> okay, next card. Uh, the King of Winter. The Frost Shepherds arrive. The game is over. It's the middle of an unseasonably warm day, giving a much-needed reprieve from the constant driving snow that the the settlers still working on the surface have suffered. Uh, the community's leaders have gathered in the small chamber where the uh, formerly the Council of Four and now the Ballesters have conducted their work. Uh, they are they are having sort of the rough equivalent of a of a town hall meeting here on a surface on the surface, um, and several issues are raised at this meeting. There are concerns about mounting exhaustion, overeating filler fish and seaweed flakes for every meal. Uh, there are you know requests for relocating larger personal belongings down into the city. Um, some noise complaints directed at Old Joshi's interior de- design firm and psychic school for battling sharks. Um, just because I think some kids have have just started using that building for illicit rock shows and stuff. Sitting quietly throughout this whole meeting is the, uh, well, now the baluster, Hermine. Uh, and she stands interrupting the proceedings. And she asks the, the attendees here a question. For nearly a year, we've been building a city beneath the waves to escape the encroaching storm. And now we're well on our way to accomplishing that goal. But a city is just a bunch of buildings. We've not decided what that city will mean. Is this our civilization's permanent new environment or just a temporary shelter from a storm that we will one day learn to contain? Is it a shelter or a chrysalis in which we will become something new. It is not enough for us to have a place to merely be alive. It has to mean something more. I think that we have to approach it as if it was permanent because we don't know anything about the storm. We don't know how long the storm is going to be here. We don't know what it's going to leave in its wake. I think we have to look at it as, as being there for a while. I think along those same lines, waiting means tension. We need to decide instead of waiting for it to be decided for us. We need to decide that this is our home. And then if something changes, something changes. But we shouldn't wait for something to change. You know, according to the legends, our ancestors, ancestors, ancestors climbed out of the seas 
and found a way to live on land. They grew legs to live on the land. Maybe it's just a legend, I don't know. I know I've doubted. I've stood in the way, but I've watched you all do amazing things this last year. I think it seems like there's nothing you can't do. And me, if you'll still have me. Our ancestors grew legs. So now we return to the sea. But their blood still beats in us, huh? They grew legs. We'll grow gills. The baluster Hermine opens her mouth to speak, and she's she's smiling, but she is interrupted as light floods in through the windows of the room. It's as if a switch has been flipped outside. Just a light has been turned on, and and from these chambers, you can hear a variety of responses from the people working on the beach: terror, wonder, confusion, joy. And this meeting quickly disperses as everyone runs outside and turns their faces toward the heavens to discern the, the cause of this uproar. And for the first time in years, the settlers here feel the warm glow of sunlight on their skin. And then their eyes adjust, and they realize that the source of this radiance pouring down from the sky is not the sun. It is the capital city of Hominine and it is floating through the air. The settlers on that beach were the last among us to breathe surface air. I had already submerged. Subsequently, I must rely on second-hand eyewitness accounts to explain what happened next. It was as if the earth below Harmonine had been scooped with a great spoon and emblazoned with thousands of intricate glowing sigils. It sailed over the beach slowly, casting a suffocating shadow over the settlement, and those present, they watched in a breathless stupor. They were not quick to act, not at first, not until they saw the four figures flying alongside the city as it hovered toward the storm at sea. They were something new. We'd called them cloud whales for a shorthand, back when we could only see their silhouettes, but these were not whales. They had wings, for one thing. Four conjoined wings that flapped arrhythmically. Short vestigial appendages hung from their bellies, waving lazily in the wind, which had grown more and more furious with each passing second. I did not see these beasts, but they were apparently terrifying enough to send the settlers off in a sprint for the bathyspheres, ready to begin their emergency evacuation. They had just minutes to do so. For as the city and its companions approached the storm, the cloud whales broke formation and began flying into the vortex against the wind. Their shadows gained speed, 
slowing the rotation of the storm in exchange, and for a moment, our community held out hope that Hominine had discovered a way to undo the damage our magic had wreaked upon the world. But it was not so. The sea began to accumulate around the vortex, pulled into its form like it was being sucked through an enormous straw. And then, when the cyclone had nearly slowed to a halt, Hominine floated into the wall of the vortex and vanished into this column of water and fury that stretched between the sea and the heavens. And then, all the water that had accumulated fell, and a wave taller than the Einar Plateau itself began screaming toward the shore. That was the last thing any of us saw of the surface. The final few bathyspheres deployed as the tidal wave took form, and they sank into the ether sea. It was quiet as they watched an unfathomably large line of rolling sediment pass overhead, and then it was gone. Their vessels reached the city and locked into their assigned spots across its hull. The doors opened, and the final passengers disembarked. Rarely do chapters of our history end so distinctly. Addendum A Generation at Sea In the days that followed, we sent a handful of ships toward the surface to survey the storm's behavior. But those ships would not reach the shore. The storm's fury is incomprehensible now. The wind and waves have shattered the land. Remnants of our civilization now royal overhead, forming an unnavigable shelf of debris. That shelf is held aloft by an ethereally enriched halocline, which, for all intents and purposes, remains the ceiling for safe undersea exploration. We grieved tremendously those first few days, and then we got back to doing what we'd been doing for the past year. We began to build. The ballast arc perched atop the Crystal Ascension, kept us alive that first year, but it was far too small to support our entire civilization for much longer. So we expanded downward, building a sprawling shell around the Ascension to host our many, many bathysphere dwellings. We called this new structure the Cradle, in honor of the shipyard that delivered our stalwart protector the biggest baby. We had troubles those early days, but defense was not one of them. The biggest baby saw to that. Its pilots developed their sympathetic link with the remnants of Coda built into the ship's very framework. They called themselves chaperones, and harnessing Coda's storied martial prowess, they protected us from dangers within and without. 
Those naval officers who were ineligible to serve aboard the Biggest Baby formed their own outfit, the Iron Whelks, and they helped out too, I guess. While most of us looked to the future, several influential parties were concerned with preserving the past. And so, to the bottom of the ballast, we affixed a new structure, the Conservatory. With its scenic viewports, greeneries, and menageries, it's our city's crowning aesthetic achievement. The curator and his agency maintain the conservatory, while the benevolent parish, with all its influence, is the main benefactor of said beauty. Not all were in favor of the conservatory's prioritization. Several ballasters, including the high baluster Hermine, decried the decision, arguing for residential improvements first. She would get her wish as we constructed an even larger shell around the ascension, called the Forecastle. Thousands of bathospheres of wildly varying designs now nestle neatly across its outermost wall. The cradle, in turn, became home to the city's maintenance facilities, processing our valuable resources and maintaining the health of our precious, enormous phytoplankton. We also realized that cultivating those resources would require more space than our cliffside city could ever provide, and so we looked just above the ravine in which we'd settled to a sprawling undersea plateau that we call the Gunnel. There we could appropriately scale our fisheries, farms, and salt refineries, though errant chunks of debris do occasionally fall among these facilities. At the bottom of the ravine, the coral spire continued to thrive, and our production and infusion of the Brynar bodies escalated rapidly. Shepherded by tessellation, any Einar spirit seeking to re-enter our plane can do so, though more often than not, those spirits must first combine with others, obtaining the necessary strength to inhabit their new shells. Built into the base of this spire is a laboratory operated by Ampersand 5 and the rest of his deep thinkers. Together they seek to discover and study the Aethersea's many, many secrets. There was a time when the thinkers took residence in the city proper, in a ring-like compartment at the Forecastle's base. However, disruption from the Ordo Spiritus caused their separation, and in the void they left, Old Uncle Joshi and his misanthropic disciples found a new home. On the subject of Joshi, I will say this. He is, perhaps, the most proficient opportunist currently living. The needs of our people are seen to. The balusters have ensured that. But the wants of our people? The seasoning of our rations, the comforts of our homes. Old Joshi can provide these luxuries, provided you possess enough of the currency he's devised. Lux, the only coin that matters under the sea. Those who began squatting in this compartment named it Joshi's Knuckle. And there you can find psychic shark-fighting practitioners, interior designers, and far more illicit... Look, if you wanted to hear all about Joshi's knuckle, you should tune your tone wheel to a different frequency. And that brings us to our city's final, newest district. At the bottom of the Crystal Ascension, we built a wide dome filled with docks reaching out from the cliff face in long radials. Ships returning to the city can drift beneath the dome and surface alongside these docks. From below, this structure resembles the underside of a mushroom cap. That's why we named this district the Gills, thus fulfilling a declaration made during our final meeting on the shoreline. 
In the 25 years that have passed since our submersion, our city's needs have evolved. Now, nearly every facet of our civilization has need of ships and crews to voyage out into the ether sea for exploration or reclamation or transportation. You get it. Few were the clients who looked out for these voyagers' well-being, and so the seafarers of our society formed the Blue Span Brokerage. All work that goes beyond the city's borders goes through them, as must any contractor seeking said seafaring labor. This is the work that we have done, not only to survive within the ether sea, but to make something better than the world we escaped. I hope with wholehearted sincerity that knowing more of our history will in some way temper the anger that you might feel for the state of the world you were born into. However, and let this be my final, most imperative lesson, do not let that anger go completely. The avarice of our world's founders their hubris, their militarism. These are blights beyond any of our individual control. They have eroded the very ground we once walked upon, dragging us down to the bottom of the ocean. That word, founder, has another meaning. To founder is to sink, to drown. We live in the aftermath of Armageddon. But we were not the only thing purged by the storm. In building something new, we celebrate the death of a paradigm that led to our ruination. We celebrate the burial of the architects of our unjust world. That is how our city earned its name. That is why we live in the city of Founders Wake. Class dismissed. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.